You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. When we look at what worship is, again, this is review from what we talked about last week and just really leading up to, to this Uh, lesson, everything that we've talked about since the beginning of the year. When we look at worship, we know what worship is. It is to live abandoned to self and to walk in obedience with every breath. And we recognize that we will always find ourselves, and this is what we talked about last week, when we live a life, a true life of worship, an abandonment of self and obedience to God, yes and amen to him, whatever he has, whatever he says, it's yes and amen, that's what we're doing. We will always find ourselves in perfect position. You will always find yourself exactly where you need to be when you need to be there. Worship, a life of worship sets us up and we are always in the right place at the right time in position to receive blessing, to receive provision and to receive fresh outpouring. Um, And just, I mean, fresh outpouring, look at the testimony of the revival that's not just going on in one state in the United States anymore. It's global revival. Global. I mean, Indonesia had thousands and thousands of people baptized and saved in the ocean just this weekend. Uh, College Station, Texas A&M is experiencing revival right now. Uh, They've been going uh, three, four days straight people getting saved and baptized in, in the water in the middle of campus. Uh, uh, Uganda has, ex- revivals breaking out all across Africa. Just spontaneous, wild revival. It's like, these, these organizations are, are clearly not coordinating with one another. This is all led by the Spirit of God and people are finding themselves in the right place at the right time as they operate in obedience to the Lord. As he has As he has authority over their lives, they are finding themselves exactly where they need to be. That student that started all of this because of his obedience to God to stand before his peers and confess his sins and repent before them and before the Lord that ushered in the spirit of God, which started this revival in the United States. Um, He was a life lived in obedience and yes to the Lord. And he did what the Lord asked him to do. He was in the right place at the right time. And what that allowed was him to receive the fresh outpouring that would now come as the Lord descended upon this place and started this revival. Um, that they're now, having to, they're now having to shut down and just say that it has to end because the city infrastructure is overwhelmed. The city cannot contain the kingdom. And it's so beautiful because a lot of people will get sad by that. People that wanted to go or wanted to see, but we don't get sad. We get excited because all those people have to go somewhere now. Right? It does not, revival is not held to one place. It is not restricted to one place as we're seeing across the globe right now. But people are in the right place at the right time because their life is dedicated to the Lord. They live in abandonment to self and obedience to the Lord and they find themselves exactly where they need to be when they need to be there for fresh outpouring like we see right now. Uh, And the Lord is is taking care of 
of everything that needs to be taken care of. Uh, people finding themselves in the place to usher in and receive the Lord, and it's just nothing but obedience, and somehow all of these people are just without media attention or, or real uh, promoting for this, for this event. Thousands of people are just finding themselves prompted to be in this place. Um, with, is, with really, for today's day, minimal communication on what's happening. When you think about the technology and the way that when something happens, it's on everything and in everything. Um, they've really restricted as much of that as they can, and the Spirit of God has just led so much of this. It's not been spectacle. It's not been uh, just the cool thing to do right now if you're a Christian. Um, it's people that are running and, and, and receiving the Spirit of God, and that's just the Lord has taken care of it. He takes care of everything. When we live a life of worship to Him, Abandoned to self, obedient to him. We find ourselves in the right place at the right time and he takes care of the rest. Um, all he needs is a gaze that is fixed on him and a heart that says yes to him. That's all he needs to change the world. It's all he needs to transform circumstances. It's all he needs to break down strongholds and it's all he needs to establish the kingdom of heaven. People with their eyes fixed on him and their heart turns toward, turned towards him. That's all he needs. And that's what we've seen. We've seen those two things, and we've seen lives completely and radically transformed. We're seeing a nation begin to be transformed and awakened. Um, a life that is lived unto him will always be where the Lord needs them to be at that time, the exact time that they need to be there, with all that they need for that moment. Remember that. We forget that. We find ourselves in difficult circumstances, and we find ourselves feeling without. How many times do we find ourselves in a tough situation Walking with the Lord, but we immediately begin to doubt that we have what we need to see ourselves through it. And then what do we start doing? We talked about this a couple Sundays ago. We start backpedaling. We start trying to figure out how to escape the circumstance, escape the situation, instead of allowing the Lord to lead us through it to establish and find the blessing and provision that's in the midst of the storm. It's not on the outside of the storm. It's not on the path running away from it. It's in the middle of it. That's what the Lord does. The Lord has no use for a people that find themselves in an uncomfortable situation and flee. He desires a people that find themselves in difficult, horrible, horribly difficult, horribly hard circumstances that are shaking and the world is shaking all around them. He desires a people that in the midst of those are unwavering, unmoving, unshaken as everything else is shaking. Uh, that only happens when we fix our eyes on him and we allow him to lead us through it and provide us and trust him to provide us with all that we need in the midst of that storm. He will always, you will never be without. He is the God of abundance. We forget that. We treat him of, like the God of a budget. He doesn't have a budget. He doesn't have a limitation. There's not a, there's not a quota that he, at the end of it, he can't work anymore. He's, he is the God of abundance because we're meant to exist in the overflow. What is overflow but abundance, right? Yeah. He's the God of abundance. And so we need to trust that the God of abundance has abundantly provided me with all I need in the midst of the storm. We just need to have our eyes fixed on him and our heart towards, toward, turned towards him. And today, I want to start making the transition from just speaking about worship as far as the worship as a whole, but speaking about praise that is found within a life of worship, musical praise. Worship is praise, and praise is found in a life of worship. 
And what the Lord has been showing me recently about praise, what we do every Sunday, and this last Sunday, I, I believe we as a congregation took a new step into a new depth of praise and worship. Uh, I just, I, for me personally, I felt like there was such a new freedom that began to get stepped into, and I felt it happen in a moment where it was just, we were just abandoned to self. I just felt it there towards the end. Um, but praise, this is what the Lord has been showing me, praise is a navigational tool uh, through the Spirit and through the heart of God. Praise is a tool that the Lord desires for us to use to navigate the things of the Spirit and the things of His heart, the areas and, and the, the pathways and places that we have not yet discovered. Psalm 95, verse 6 says, O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living and holy, as, as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So we know that this is worship, a, a life abandoned to self in pursuit of him. That's what these scriptures are talking about, to bow down, to kneel before the Lord, our maker, and worship him, to to present our bodies as living sacrifices that every breath that I have is yours. That's a sacrifice, right? This is an offering to the Lord. To present our bodies, my breath, my every moment as a sacrifice to God, it's yours to do with what you will. We know that this is worship. It's abandonment of self. And the greatest definition of worship was presented to us by Jesus in this simple, uh, simple phrase of nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. If you want to know what a life of worship looks like, use that phrase as the guiding light, as your compass. Not, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. It's a life of worship. This is worship. And praise is found within a life of worship. Praise is a word, uh, in the word, I'm sorry, praise, if you didn't know, praise is a word in, in the English language. Praise in the word of God is described as the lifting of your whole self to him, recognizing that he alone is worthy of our full worship and adoration. Now, what's funny is I read that definition, and I wonder how many of us have considered that when we begin to sing on a Sunday morning, just across the nation, that it is an offering of your full self, not a part of yourself. If praise to God is offering a fullness, are you actually praising God when you're only offering part? Hmm. Right? This is a conversation I've been thinking like, because there have definitely been times where it's like, I'm checked out. I'm just singing the words and clapping because everybody else is and I'm hungry. And like that, that's not an offering because he's not worthy of part. He's worthy of all. If he were worthy of part, he'd be a very, very different God. He's worthy of the full thing. Um, what is it? When we, we're looking at the three wise men, you, you don't bring a nickel to honor a king. You bring the best that you have. And that's what they did. And that is praise to us. It is an offering of the best that I have to give in this moment, which is all of me in this moment in full worship and adoration. The lifting of your whole self to him. And now remember that. The lifting of your whole self to him. 
because we'll revisit that next week. Uh, but in this, in today, praise also allows us to navigate the heart of God. Um, we can ask this question of why are so many worship, why are there so many worship songs? Think about that just for a second. There are worship songs coming out, new worship songs each and every day. And all of them are unique to the person writing, right? And I've, I've been a part of those writing sessions. Um, I've, I've been in the midst of, of worship leaders writing songs. All of them are an expression of where the Lord has them in their heart and the things that he's teaching him and the things that they're beginning to understand about him. It's a testimony of what the Lord is revealing to them. It's a testimony of what the Lord is leading them through and showing them and revealing to them. It allows us to navigate the heart of God. People living unto him, submitted before him, being led by his spirit and through his heart. That's praise. Um, it is one of the main tools for encountering the heart of God and the deep things in it because it positions us in a place ready to receive. And it also allows us to be vulnerable with the things in our heart as we sing them out and express them. What is one of the more vulnerable things that you, could, you can do? When you're getting real honest with the Lord, one of the most vulnerable things you can do is begin to pray and just begin to have a conversation. I was talking about it on... Uh, Sunday, that Saturday night, I was here and I was so vulnerable and there was the most, the most profound prayer that I've ever prayed in my entire life. I was just like blown away that these words were coming out of me. It was clearly my spirit. It was not Parker. It was clearly the spirit of God interceding through me back to himself. It was wild. It was because I was vulnerable. Praise is the same thing. When we begin to sing to God and we're supposed to be singing and praising God, in difficult moments, in difficult moments of vulnerability because it allows him access to our heart and it allows him to begin to lead us through his and reveal to us the things that he has in these situations. The Lord, just in this last year, as we've gone through very difficult circumstances and situations, losing, losing kiddos in this community, uh, just myself losing family members and different things, the things the Lord has revealed to me, great and new things, astounding things, but it was through the worship, the offering of praise, because I didn't know what else to do. So I just would begin to sing, just begin to worship. And he would lead me into deeper things in this moment of vulnerability. And is there anything more vulnerable than singing out loud? Right? Right? I can't sing. I live with someone who can. And so you can imagine the pressure. Right? There's a reason I'm like, I'm... I'm Drummers are just cavemen that haven't quite evolved yet. We pick up sticks and we beat on things. I mean, that's what we do. Um, and that is our voice. Because if we were to open our mouths, it would ruin everything. So that is one of the more vulnerable things that you can do, especially if you're next to someone in the can sing, right? And sing loudly, incredibly vulnerable. But what's been so funny about these revivals is that I said this Sundays, most of the time in these campuses across Wilmer, Kentucky, there's not been worship leaders. There's been an empty stage. 
people just praying in, in the presence of God. And then someone will begin to sing. And then the entirety of that congregation of people will begin to sing that song. In obedience to the Lord. Not led by some fancy, talented person. And we're grateful for worship leaders. I'm grateful for Jay and these girls that sing. And Sarah, I'm grateful for him Because the talent, it's a lot easier to sing it, to be led in worship with someone that can really get after it. But... It's not a requirement, right? And we, we have guarded ourselves from the vulnerability of praise. Oh, I'm not a good singer, so I don't sing very loud. Well, the Lord's like, that, that's not what I've asked you to do. I've asked you to just sing, right? Is he worthy of part of your voice or your full voice? Because at the end of the day, who created that voice? And who created it to hear praises sung unto him? He created your voice. And the other thing that's really beautiful to think about is he created your voice with everybody else's voice ever created in mind. So your voice, though, you may not be able to sing individually by the world standards. When you plug it into the full body of Christ and all of creation that the Lord has designed it to be plugged into, it's probably quite amazing. How many of us have been to a concert and heard thousands of people begin to sing as the leader stops singing and cues the audience to sing. How many of us have been like, wow, that was really, we all sound terrible. That's never happened. When you have thousands of people singing, there's only one response. That's beautiful, right? Have you heard that? I've never been in an auditorium with a lot of people singing and thought, yeesh, the entirety of this group needs to never open their mouths. No, every time I'm like, golly, I'm with a bunch of professionally trained, beautifully talented vocalists. And it's just us. It's just the body of Christ singing praises. Praise is vulnerable. That was kind of a tangent. But it's, it's one of the main tools that the Lord has created for our encountering of the heart of God and the deep things in it. And just simply think of the song, The Blessing. We all, we've heard that song. We've sung that song in here. That song is... Uh, four years old now. And just think of the words of that song. It came out at the end of 2019, or no, at the beginning of 2020, before the pandemic, before we knew what it was, that came out. And can you think of a better song for the body of Christ through that pandemic than that, that word? a reset, a re-recognition of who we are to the Lord and what he has for us. And just praying in, in the midst of people feeling like they are more without than they've ever been, praying blessing over them for generations. Powerful truth. All found because we were vulnerable in the pursuit of the heart of God and praise revealed to us deeper things that were to come. And now look at what we're sitting in. Is, that, is, is this not the answer to that song, that prayer, that request, that, that prophetic word over people? Because now we have people that did not know him that have now run to him and now generations will be saved as that song prophesies and speaks. Or, or think of in this house, more specifically the song New Wine by Hillsong. They wrote that song not thinking about Sundown, Texas. Not a one of them. 
but the Lord was. And in their pursuit of praise, they navigated the heart of God and they would write a song that would impact a tiny town in West Texas and would be our guiding light. And then we would see the fruition of that prophetic word happening right now. As the Lord has prepared a new wineskin and is now releasing new wine. What have we been doing over the last several years but building a new wineskin to receive a fresh outpouring? And now what are we receiving? What are we seeing across the nation, across the globe, but a fresh outpouring? And that song, that song has been sung in here every time the Lord reminds me of the prophecy from my father, every time the Lord reminds me of the prophecies from other church speaking about how the Lord is bringing new wine. But everything that we've gone through up until this point has been the establishment of a new wine skin. I mean, this church started at zero. This church started in the pandemic with no members, completely empty. And look at what the Lord is building. Right? Is this not new wine? Is this not a new wine skin for a fresh outpouring that the Lord is doing? Totally new faces, brand new faces. Necessary for this time, necessary for this season. That song has spoken the heart of God toward us. It's praise. Praise allows us to navigate things like grief, depression, success, failure, doubt, fear, division. There, there have been so many times where I have doubted, especially in those times where we didn't have really, we didn't have any members because no one was allowed to meet in here. Where I'm like, Lord, I don't know if this is worth it or if this is going to work out. Praise was the only thing that would keep me grounded. And that is the design of it, to keep us fixed on him, where we need to be, with a heart turned towards him. And then it positions us to receive brand new revelation, new and powerful revelation. That's why in a season, songwriters like Jay and Sarah will write and they're writing songs right now on, on this season as the heart of God is, is revealing to them what he's doing and what he's going to do. But praise is what is navigating them through that and will be a navigating tool for us as they bring these words. But I, I, I won't go back. How long was that a song that this church stood atop of? We, we sang that with passion and power. But what was the Lord doing? The Lord was freeing so many from false identities and bringing them into the true identity. And we were refusing in that moment as we were all receiving the Holy Spirit. No, we're not going back to a day without the Spirit of God. We're not going back to a day where we believe the lie. Praise was a guiding, navigating tool through that season, articulating what the Lord had for us and what he was leading us through. And it places us in a position of adoration, fixing our gaze upon him, bringing clarity to all those things that I listed above. And it also brings freedom. It brings freedom. Praise brings freedom. We're seeing it right now in Kentucky. I felt it in this room. I, I, the Lord told uh, 
spoke this over the worship team uh, about a year ago, that your freedom will be their freedom. And Jay Two weeks ago, the Lord brought it back to him. Our freedom will be your freedom. Our, our freedom will be their freedom. As he's challenging those girls and ourselves to, to worship in power and in full freedom of God. Because the praise is the navigating tool into the deeper things of God. And now, this is just a little side note. Steve, you can cut this out. But Nunez this African student that we guided to keep here, prompted by the Lord last week. And months ago, Jay gave him a guitar in obedience. The Lord just said, give him a guitar. So he did. And now he came, he says, the Lord has called me to worship with your band. So he's coming to practice next week. Right. <laughs> Woo! Right? But praise is what has brought this and navigated all of this to this place in this point. And praise unto God has been what has ushered in this revival. And praise is what is breaking the ground. Where did Carrie, it's important to remember the vision. When did Carrie receive it? In the midst of praise. She received the revelation that would describe what the country and globe is in right now. In a hotel room, she received the vision that would perfectly articulate everything that we're seeing right now so that we could come to this moment and not even be surprised. We can just be overjoyed and excited. But I'm not surprised that revival is spreading because the Lord said your personal pursuit, your praise will break the ground. And then my light will get in. The only thing I'm surprised by is the fact that I thought the light was going to trickle in slowly, like water leaking into a crack. Uh-uh. The Lord got a little bit of a crack in the ground, and he punched through it with his glory. <laughs> I mean, he has forcefully entered it and nourished it and turned it into an oasis in a moment. Not slowly. But again, you know what that reminds us of? is a word that came in the midst of praise years ago, nearly seven years ago, six years ago, where the Lord said, I am done dealing gently with you. You remember that? It came in a moment of worship led by Jay. And the Lord brought revelation through praise, letting us know that we were about to ramp up into the things and there was not gonna be a slow, easy process. When we opened things up to the Lord, he was going to rush in violently. And what are we seeing? All of these things brought about through the revelation that came in a moment of praise. Praise is navigating tool into the deep things, into the heart of God to reveal to us what he's doing, where his heart is towards us right now, what he's trying to establish in us and through us. And no wonder so many Christians have so little understanding about what the Lord is doing and the call that he has on their life because so many of us do not offer praise and fullness towards him. We're guarded, we're scared. Or we, off, we offer praise because it's easy, because it's a spectacle. 
But I guarantee the first person in that auditorium, I hope it was easy, but I don't know that it would have been easy if it were me, where the Lord prompted me a song and just prompted me to sing it out loud with thousands of people I don't know, not being a worship leader, just being in a seat. What a moment. But that obedience, what did it open up? Praise is a navigating tool that we have neglected. But if we would just dedicate ourselves to it in fullness, the second Jay begins to sing, we sing with fullness. We pursue the Lord in that moment, offering all of myself, not part of myself. We will find ourselves navigating the deep things in the heart of God. David, a man after his own heart, praised recklessly abandoned, he praised. No doubt about it. All of these psalms that he wrote that are just worship unto God, music unto God to be sung in in temple, that he would dance naked and just like a wild person before the Lord, recklessly abandoned and praised to God. And the Lord said, this is a man after my own heart. Powerful. Powerful. He was a musician too. That's important to recognize. A musician was anointed king. He found himself in the position to receive from the Lord. Praise is that navigation, that navigating tool. That no surprise, we as Christians in the Western world have completely and totally neglected. And we've made it into a, a showcase. More lights, more instruments, more smoke machine. And those are great. I'm not dogging anybody that has access to those things. Wonderful. That's great. I'm glad you can have those things. But those are not necessary. It's a sin and it's wrong and it's manipulation when you're doing it to get a reaction out of somebody. That's why I love that we worship with the lights on in here a lot of people would be incredibly uncomfortable if they entered in here and we didn't turn out the lights for worship. This is the only church I've ever been a part of where the lights were not at least dimmed during worship. The only one. Most churches on a Sunday you'll enter into are black. And the stage is brightly lit up. It's beautiful, it's really cool, but it's all to create a response instead of just being obedient to God. Now, I don't want to neglect because there are people that are talented with that, with the lights and stuff, and that is their worship unto God. Just like you can't say that because I'm a drummer, I'm, I'm not praising the Lord. Like, no, that, that's my love language to Jesus is with those sticks. That's how I express my love. That is my, my prayer language is right there. And so people that can do the lights and audio and visual and the graphics, that's a love language. But it can't be done to elicit a response out of somebody else, right? That's where it's wrong. Because praise does not need all those things. The Lord does not need all those things. He just needs a heart turned towards him that is willing to give all of themselves in the moment. Prayer is a navigating tool into the deep things of God. Praise, I'm sorry. Praise is a navigating tool into the deep things of God. Thanks for listening to this message. For more
resources, visit sundownchurch.com.